If you feel restricted in your current day-to-day life and you're ready to create space and room for expansion within your life and career, you've come to the right place. You are not alone. That is exactly where we were. And we chose to pivot into a career that gave us oodles of flexibility and freedom so that we can live a life full of experiences. If you want that too, we are here for you. Enroll now in one of our 2024 course dates and kickstart your career as a family sleep and wellness coach, aka sleep consultant. With payment plan options available, it has never been easier to get started. You'll find the link with all the course info and how to enroll in the show notes. Let's get back to the podcast. One of the many things we did not realize when we started our first businesses almost four years ago is that when you start a business, you are actually building a brand. And for that reason, joining us in this episode is Darby Linden. Darby is a brand strategist and content marketer passionate about turning great businesses into irresistible brands. Throughout her career, Darby has worked on marketing and brand strategies for some of Australia's leading travel, property and retail brands. And she's joining us today to talk about how to build a standout brand. Let's dive in. If you've been struggling, struggling with all that juggling, juggling, we know priorities change when you become a mum. And the nine to five is killing me. Think I need some flexibility, design a life and find some freedom. It's time to thrive in a life beyond biz. It's time to thrive in a life beyond biz. Welcome to the podcast, Darby. Thank you for having me, Jasmine. I'm so excited Welcome. to be here. <laughs> I was just saying it's a bit of deja vu because I was a guest on Darby's podcast earlier this week and here we are again. <laughs> yes, swapping podcasts. I love it. Yeah, I love it too. Uh, any excuse to chat is uh, is good by me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we're so excited to talk to you about all things building a brand today. And before we jumped on, we were sharing just a bit about the context for our listeners. Most people that listen to our podcast will be, you know, either not have a business yet or be really quite new to what this whole business world involves, which is really what Amy and I experienced when we started um, our businesses. And it's kind of why we've started this podcast. Um, It's the podcast that we wish that we had um, when we got started and really just the foundational things that we want people to know um, to make life easier as new business owners. Mm. So can you tell us a bit about, like, let's start with the basics. Like, what is a brand? Like, what what is it and why is it so important? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. Even experienced business owners don't really understand the power of brand. So if you can understand it from the beginning, then you're off to a great start. So a lot of people, when they think about brand, they think about your color palette and your logo and a pretty website and all of the visual things. And yes, those things are really important, but your brand at the heart is the way people think and feel and talk about your business. So it's Mm. essentially all about the reputation that you have. And 
your reputation is more important than ever, especially in competitive industries. I'm sure in sleep consulting, there are so many providers out there and people that you're competing against. So it can be really overwhelming, especially at the start if the competition is fierce. But Mm. that means that consumers have the power when they're choosing who they want to work with for whatever industry. There are so many options out there. They can choose whoever they want, you know, even with online options these days, they can chat to a sleep consultant overseas or uh, interstate. So there are so many options and building a brand is about creating that connection within with your audience so that you can set yourself apart and be the person that your dream clients want to work with. So brand building, it is a bit of a long-term game. It's something that over time you start to build, you build an audience and you start to really step into what you want to be known for and become that person that you want your dream clients to work with. So I guess, you know, the visual side of things is important, but it's not the reason people will buy from you. It's it's yeah. not, you know, mm. your outputs and your features and benefits it's your brand and that feeling and that connection that you have with your audience. So yeah. yeah, it's a really important piece that a lot of people don't understand, but once you can get your head around the fact that it's so important that you're building that emotional connection with your audience, then you'll start to stand out from the crowd and really take your business to the next level. Mm. Yeah, and I think I like that. for when, like when I started out, I, I, that was it. I was like the brand is my logo and what it mm. looks like. And when you actually learn that it's, it's who you are and what you stand for and what you believe in and how you support, you know, for example, in our industries, how you support families. Mm. And so for people, if they're talking about, you know, my business, they're, they're not talking about, oh, yeah, it's blue and it's got this kind of text and, you know, they're like, oh, this is what she does and this is how she helped me and and kind mm. of that's the way she coaches and stuff. So when I think about the brand, for me, I think about how would someone describe my business like my values the way I coach more so being about the brand then is it like what does it look like um it's people going oh this is the way that they do things and this is how they do it so I love that how you've described it more than being a visual mm. thing because it is for, yeah. for so many of us who don't really understand about branding um it's you know it's not about just the face of it it's like what's behind the scenes and and that the brand is what people refer like they talk about that and they're like, oh yeah, I did this and this is how, you know, it worked for us and, and whatnot. And so they're talking about how you helped them or your products or your services mm. or whatever, rather than features yeah, and benefits. Yeah. Which I think yeah. that was a big thing. It was really interesting. You mentioned that Darby because um, Amy and I really had that shift. I think it was like the last probably 12 months to 18 months, we really shifted from, you know, lengthy kind of very educational based posts and and content and the features and benefits of our packages and really Mm. shifted to thinking about, you know, what, what we've, what we feel like how we personally navigated our kids sleep. Um, and the key things like, and I guess it comes down to content pillars in the end. It's like, for me, I know people associate me and Amy will be the same with like being able to be flexible with your child's sleep, um, not feeling trapped at home by the routine um, and really kind of those key things that I talk about all the time. And that is why, why, why people connect with me. Um, mm. and, and, you know, that's obviously like the aesthetics of the brand is, is one part of it, but it's, it is, it is one aspect to your brand um, that makes it visually recognizable. Um, yes. But that, that alone is not going to, 
if you didn't know any of the other stuff, it wouldn't set it apart, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Um, and Sorry, you go, Devin. Sorry, I was just going to say, it's like, you know, Apple, for example, I use that example a lot because people buy into the feeling that you have when you have a laptop, an Apple laptop, you're an Apple person, it's the lifestyle. It's not like they have really bad battery life. The camera's not great. Like all of the things actually aren't great, but they're listed on the website to help validate your decision. Like even if we're talking about sleep consultants, yes, you get X amount of hours, you get X amount of support during the week or whatever it might look like, but people aren't choosing it for that reason. It, it might validate their decision and be like, oh yeah, that's perfect. But really it's the story behind mm, it. 100%. And they're like, it's not yes. the details. She makes yeah. me feel good and she's yeah. going to put my priorities and, and Jazz and I both have that as a real, yeah. you know, parent first approach. Um, and that's what people love. They're like, I want to go to the gym. I want to have more time for myself. I want to go, yeah. you know, on dates in the evening and have anyone put my baby down, all those sorts of things. So that it's that, yeah, exactly. That is building, building a brand that differentiates them. And I think like, what, what would you say would be, I guess like, yeah, how, how could someone starting out building a brand be different to others? Like how could they do that sort of differentiate mm. themselves a bit? Because that is a common question we get, Darby, in our DMs. Mm. It's, you know, a, I guess a hesitation people have to join mm. our course. It's, you know, is is it a flooded industry? You know, is it hard to get going on social media and, and actually start mm. bringing in paid clients? Yeah, and the thing is every industry is flooded these days. It doesn't matter what you do, but everyone can find a way to stand out. And I think at the start, you, nothing has to be perfect at the start. There's a lot of time that you need to learn and explore. So learn about who you want to work with, for example. It, it'll it take time before you know exactly who you want to work with. Yes, it'll be parents, but is it going to be parents who are based in Sydney? Is it going to be single parents? Is it going to be working mums? Whatever it might be. So it takes time to figure that piece out as well as the piece of what you want to be known for and your specialty. You might have signature programs or what type of consultant you want to be. So there is a bit of a learning curve with mm. the brand piece that I think people need to be a little bit patient with. You can't, you know, from day one become a specialized person targeting a specific audience and be well recognized for a certain thing. So there is a bit of a teething period there that I think people just need to be patient with and be observant of in those first couple of years even just taking yeah. note of all of those things but I really think meantime- like you hear that three to five years and you know I do really feel like we're Amy and I both in about we're three and a half years in to let's mm. sleep in little dreamers and I feel like we've we're starting to now like feel quite settled and mm. you know just like have more of a concrete feeling about our brand um mm. it's kind of hard to describe but I feel like you know, people it's figuring out what aligns of, with you too, you yes, know, like, and, then, yeah. and that has changed. And I know, and you might talk about this a wee bit, but like your brand can change a wee bit, like your offerings change and you might go, mm. actually, that doesn't align with me anymore or that's not the ideal client that I want to be supporting or whatever. So, you know, once you've found your feet, so to speak, yeah. and then you've sort of dabbled a wee bit in certain things. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of come back and you go, well, what feels right for me? You know, mm-hmm. how do I enjoy supporting my families? Um, and, you know, what are they getting out of it? How are they talking about me? All that sort of stuff. And mm. it's kind of like not getting distracted by what other people are doing as well. Like there are probably a lot of, for example, sick consultants who are 
doing a lot of the same sort of stuff, but you've got to find your wee groove and your own brand that sets you apart. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean like lots of different offerings. It's just like, you know, newborn sleep might be a jam or supporting toddlers might be where you're at and you have more focus around behavioural stuff or whatever it is. Mm. Um, so it's, you know, it evolve, It definitely evolves. A brand evolves. But you don't know what you don't know, right? Like you don't know until you start working yeah. with people, um, collabing with, you know, wonderful people like yourself. And then you're like, oh, I'm, I get it. I'm starting to learn things, you know, more yeah. about what's important for me, for my mm. business, for my brand. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm so good. Yeah. Talk to us, Darby, about brand DNA. Um, mm, I know this sounds is juicy. Yes. I <laughs> DNA. I love like the yeah, how you describe your offerings and they that really stands out to me. I can't have now I've forgotten the name. What is it? Brand, <laughs> ther- brand therapy? Is that what yes. it's called? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, the brand, the name stands out, and I'm like, my stupid brain, I don't remember. <laughs> Now, mum, mum brain will never I know. Leave. It's like it's launch day brain. <laughs> um, but that, you know, even just that in itself, that sets you apart because that is a different mm. way of speaking about how you work with clients. So talk to us about what is brand DNA. Yeah. And again, that was a name that came up after years of learning what connects with my audience. But um, brand DNA is what I use to describe the the backbone of your brand. So it's really the starting point for building a brand. And it's all about the why, why you do what you do and the impact that you want to have through your work and also the values that you live by in trying to achieve what you want to achieve with the impact that you want to make. So mm. it's it's different for every single business, just like DNA is for, for humans. So yeah. one sleep consultant, for example, might have started their business to help, you know, mums navigate mental health and anxiety and and struggles like that. Maybe they went through a rough experience as a first time mum, and now they are on a mission to support others who are going through a similar journey. And maybe, you know, through their values, they really value that personal connection, that really deep, intimate, respectful one on one consulting experience. Whereas, you could have a sleep consultant on the other hand who maybe they're trying to help parents who are also juggling work at the same time and who are really career focused and trying to help, you know, on a mission towards equality and, and fairness and all that type of thing. So Mm. you can have two totally different stories based upon the why behind your business. And I think it's such an important question to ask yourself, you know, when you are starting a business, is that why not, not just because, it's important for your business strategy, but also for the story that you want to tell your audience because people really care about the why. They want to be a part of your story because of what you do and why you do it. And I'm sure you two have experienced this with mm. both of your brands and with Beyond Biz as well. It's um, it's so important that people understand why you do what you do and the impact that you're trying to make because they want to be a part of it. They don't want to be mm. a part of just a simple transaction because you're trying to make money. It's because you're trying to help. Mm. Yeah, And I love that they almost, I mean, I get asked like, oh, did you have a really shit sleeper? So I got three kids and I was like, no, not particularly. But my why was always that, you know, my friends and mum friends and antenatal groups, everyone felt really lost and Mm. totally overwhelmed. And they were like, I don't 
understand baby sleep. There's not enough education around it. Is this just normal? I've got to suck it up. And so for me, it was very proactive. Like there's got to be more to this. There's got to be more yeah. to understanding why. So we can be the best versions of ourselves and still do all the stuff we want to do with self-care and have good mental health and work or travel or whatever. So when people are like, oh, oh, you didn't have a terrible sleep. I was like, no, no, I didn't. But And they're like, oh, there you sort of see them go, why did you get into this? And I'm like, It's always that, that story of like life's just over when you have kids, which is yeah. so sad. Like life changes, but it's like almost like the beginning of this new chapter of your life. Mm. Um, mm. And, yeah, I just I find it really sad that people would feel that way um, about yeah. starting a family. And I think Amy and I are so aligned in that way. It's just, it doesn't have to be like, you don't just have to accept that, you know, you can actually be quite proactive mm. and put things in place to make life way better. Mm. I love yeah. that brand, you know, it's so good. Yeah. yeah. To, sexy name, way to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Um, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, we are, Amy and I love our, banter so we've talked a little bit about your target kind of audience and who you're talking to why is it so important to actually understand who that is who you're wanting to serve and how um, I guess a little bit more about how we can specifically identify that audience and mm. communicate with them um, as opposed to kind of calling in uh, other, you know, potentially other people that aren't aligned uh, with the services we're providing. Yeah. And by sharing the brand DNA and your brand story, you'll start to attract people who believe in that as well, which is really mm. important. But I guess a lot of people don't understand how important it is to understand your target audience. And, you know, when you're building a brand, you think about what color palette aligns with me and telling my story. But your brand, I believe, is actually more so about your audience, because if you don't have an audience, then you don't have a business. You know, you you started your business to serve an audience, to make an impact. And without them as part of the equation, then, yeah, you don't have a business at the end of the day. So building Mm. a brand is essentially all about your audience and how you can actually support them and take them on their journey to improve their lives or business. So it's so important that you understand who you're speaking to. And it is a little bit hard at the start if you're not sure who you want to work with. And again, it can take a little bit of a learning curve if you're not sure. Some people know straight away who they want to work with, if it's part of their story, if it's part of their brand DNA, if they want to help single parents or parents of toddlers or whatever it might be. But what's important to know is, First of all, the demographics and behavior, you know, are they on Instagram? Are they on in Facebook groups? Are they single parents? Are they, do they have families of five kids? What, what does the actual Mm -hmm. demographics look like and what are their behaviors? Are they, do they even have time to be scrolling online? Do they have time to be listening to podcasts? All of that kind of information. And then the other two important pieces are the, we call it, pain point in the marketing world, (laughs) but essentially it means the problem that they're facing. And the problem might not simply be that they can't get their kids to sleep, but what does that actually mean for them? What are the flow on effects of that? Does that mean Mm. that they're exhausted? Does it mean that they don't feel like themselves? Does it mean they don't have time to go on holidays? Like what does that problem actually mean? Because then it becomes easier to talk to that when you're creating content. You're not just saying, Mm -hmm can't get your kid to sleep by my service. It's, 
are you feeling like this? I know how you feel because I've been through this or my other clients feel like this. So it's really calling out that pain point. And then on the flip side, it's calling out what they're actually trying to achieve. What's their dream life at the moment? Do they want to be able to go on holidays? And what do they desire? Mm. Yes. What do they like desire? Like the, the promised land. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. Promise yes. the promise. We talked about this on another pod episode. Mm. Um, and honestly, like it probably took us a couple of years, didn't it, Jess? Mm. When we actually figured out this is my target audience, these are my ideal slash dream clients. And it's not about exactly what you said. It's not about the problem is, oh, my baby catnaps. It's like now I'm nap trapped. I can't do anything around the house. I'm, you know, missing getting out and about. I miss doing my Pilates at lunchtime. So when you hone in on that and go, hey, this is what you desire. This is what you need to feel good, show up for yourself, be the best version for your baby, yourself, your partner, whoever. Mm -hmm. And when you can like flip your marketing and speak to them, they're just like, yep, I don't need even details to sign me up. There's no, you know, not worried about the nitty gritty bombard me with all the like information. They don't even ask about the price of your package. They're like, I want that. And that Mm -hmm. takes a while, just like you say, establishing your brand DNA and then figuring out who is my ideal client? Who do I want to work with? Because I think for me, something I haven't done and I, I learned very early on was not to chase clients like chase any potential person that's like oh I'd quite like some help and I'm like are you mm-hmm. invested in this are you ready for change um because those people are like well, can you send me the link where do mm-hmm. I sign up have you got a spot next week it's not yeah. you know like so it's when you target that I don't say it's not like the right person or that it's necessarily it's the pain points it's just like when you speak to their soul it's <laughs> no I think it's also catching like, them at the right point in their journey yeah. because sometimes they're not you know, they may not, not be really ready yet. and it takes them a while to actually come around. Like, as we know, you know, sometimes someone might reach out, you know, when their baby's six months old and they don't end up booking in with us until 18 months old. Um, mm. And, you know, it just takes time and, you know, repeatedly seeing, you know, how, what we're talking about and how we're kind of, um, yeah, communicating that the pain point and how things can change. And mm. that just takes time. I think it mm. takes longer for some people than for others. And nurturing with your brand, would you say, Dali, like a lot of the posts you're putting out with your branding is you're nurturing people from the get-go. And it starts with mm. ask a couple of questions in your Q&A box and they might buy a little resource. And then when they're ready, if and when, to invest in a package or whatever it looks like, but you've built that nurturing rapport through your brand. So they they know you, they, you know, they trust what you're doing. They're seeing all the testimonials, all the good stuff. And you're like, oh, that's fine. Like I'm ready when you're ready. Um, and it's if that makes a big difference because then you're getting your ideal client not just someone who's like I want this but I'm I'm actually not ready or you know I I can't afford this I can't you know when you're talking that's a different episode but um, (laughs) but I love that though like start with your DNA know what you want know what you your business stands for um, all your values and the good stuff and Mm. then being able to like target your audience yeah, and that, that's a great point, Amy, because a lot of people don't understand the power of consistency and over the long-term game of showing mm. up, pushing your message. Pushing's not a great word because you're not pushing, you're just sharing. It feels pushing though, doesn't it? When you're not used to yeah. it, you're like, am I shoving this down their throat? But Especially when you, when you are, steps, like, if you're following, yeah. like, four, like, pillars, you know, content pillars, and you're kind of 
talking to the same messages over and over, you can feel very repetitive. And that's where, you know, it comes into like, oh, do I have to, how how can I kind of come up with fresh content? It's like, Mm. well, a lot of the messages are probably going to be actually quite similar, but just, you know, framed in a slightly different way because, you know, they need to kind of see that message and read it quite a few times. And as we know, like you can't assume that they are going to see every single post you put out. Um, They they won't. Um, So you do need to make sure that we're repeating these awesome messages that will land with them. Um, you know, eventually when they, when they've read them, um, whether it be once or 10 times. Mm. Um, yeah. I think that's like, um, it's a good question we've got here for you, Darby, around, I guess, how can we infuse ourselves, but mm. authentically <laughs> throughout your brand to create that better con- um, connection and, you know, like really portray yourself and what your business is about and how you help people through mm. your brand because that's what mm. obviously builds that connection and then people engage and reach out and that's the beauty of Instagram and whatnot now so yeah. how would you sort of I guess suggest that people listening could start to think about doing that and you know authentically mm. I guess is the focus as well rather than feeling like you're <laughs> bombarding people yeah and it can feel awkward at the start and Jazz and I spoke about this on my podcast as well because it's it's so important when you are a service provider delivering a one-on-one service especially in sleep consulting it's a very intimate experience that you're having with Mm. someone so the reality is that people need to know who you are and with social media these days people expect to be able to know more about you before they get in touch they want to know your style of work your personality you know even what you do outside of work so that's the reality of the kind of business that we're in is that we have to be able to show up and show who we are and that mm-hmm. means authentically as well because people don't want to see Canva infographics every single day they mm-hmm. want to see your face they want to know who they're going to be working with yeah. otherwise you're going to be caught in the trap of working with referrals because people are going to land on your brand. They're not going to understand who you are and they're going to scoot away. Whereas, and you might end up just getting your past clients to refer you on and that's how you'll end up getting business. But when you're able to show up for yourself and your brand and really put yourself out there, Mm -hmm. you'll be able to attract people who connect with your personality and your style of work. So very important that you do it. I know it is overwhelming when you're starting, But I think the first thing is what we've already spoken about is understanding your story and being able to share that online, why you do what you do and that brand DNA piece. So that would be the first one. And the second one is also thinking about your, again, it's a bit of a marketing buzzword, but thought leadership in terms Mm. of what your beliefs are around your industry. And you might have examples of this, but what opinions do you have about sleep and the industry and and family life that is important to you in the way that you work? Maybe you believe that parents should be able to go back to work straight after having a baby and with sleep management, they should be able to make it work or whatever those big opinions Mm. are about your industry that again, you want to connect with your audience on and work with people who believe in what you believe in. So that's another one. And also the brand personality piece is thinking about a couple of things outside of that thought leadership and the brand story that you want to connect with your audience on from a personal level. So for example, on my website, I have that I love pasta, Pilates and Pinot Noir. 
and <laughs> in that order <laughs> yeah yeah so that's like my little line all at the same time yeah she's <laughs> running, running down the road like having a pass through <laughs> I've never had all three at the same time but that's probably maybe I'll try yeah um and I've had clients who they've said oh my god I just love that I wanted to chat to you after I, I heard that you love those things because I love them too and you know, Jazz, I know we've spoken about this with your running as well and showing mm. your family life. So mm. picking a few things, it doesn't have to be everything because you don't want to become, you know, a blogger who says, who gives All about every you. single, yeah, unless yeah. that's what you want your brand to be. But um, picking a few things that help people connect with you personally as well, mm. because that's where the magic happens when you can connect with people who feel love seen. what you do. Yeah. 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 It's resonate. I mean, the amount of times I've put up, you know, oh, shit my baby didn't nap today, shared it, and people were like, oh, yay, like, yeah. your baby does that too, like, that's normal, I'm like, yes, that's normal, And yeah. but instead of flapping or feeling like the cheese leaves the cracker, like how I like to say it, um, I'm like, this is plan B, <laughs> this is what we could do, so instead of doing this, I'm going to roll out, I'm going to offer an assisted nap or whatever, and they're like, oh, my God, this is like, I feel better, and so many times I would get messages going, well, I saw that you're you know, navigating dropping the final nap. We're going through the same thing too. You know, yep. do you have an ebook on this or can I ask you a question or can I book a call or whatever? So it's mm. being personable, isn't it? And it's that balance between, you know, well, depending on if that's what your brand want your brand to to be known for, but finding that balance between making it about them, but sharing a bit of you so you're normal and they can be mm. and then they trust what you're saying as well because you're also yeah. going with them. Um, and I know that in our parenting world and sleep world, that's key. Like so often Jazz and I have done that. Um, and it could be something like not long ago, Jazz posted something about her daughter and having a challenging day with, you know, tantrums and meltdowns. And like, we all do it and we all have mm. those days. And then it'll be a photo, Jazz might be going for a walk on the beach and you're like, yes, I'm making time for self-care. I need some mm. space. We all do, you know, normalizing it. And that is very much, you know, her, her brand and, and what she's known for and why people, you know, book in with her because they're like, yeah. I want more of that as well. Mm. Um, Who yes. doesn't? Yeah. I think uh, it's interesting. I still find myself sometimes my brain going back to like the education information mm. kind of style. But I, then I kind of look back over my feed and I look at what's performed really well, what have people resonated with, what's kind of what have people shared or commented on, or when someone books in a discovery call or a package and I ask, you know, why did you choose to work with me? Um, they'll often say I resonated with this, you know, with posts on Instagram. And I'll mm. say, you know, I ask which ones. Um, mm. And it's really interesting getting that feedback. Um, I've made note of a few posts recently that have actually made people decide to book in a call. Mm. Um, and, yeah, and one of them was, you know, which you'll find interesting, Amy, she said that the post was about, um, you know, when people put off seeking help, they're like, oh, things improved for two or three days. I'm just going to give it another week. See, I'll just give it a bit more time. And I did, I can't even remember where I did it. It must've been on stories because I can't find it in posts. And she said, I saw that. And I was like, oh my God, that is me. She was like, I've done that for the last three months. I keep thinking that I'm onto a good thing. And then it it, it all falls to crap again. And mm. she was like, no, nah. she was and that, that's and now she's my client. I'm working with her at the moment. So it's just catching, like really talking to what they're experiencing. Um, but it doesn't, that that kind of type of marketing doesn't, 
always come naturally. I feel like it's really a practiced skill and it's something that I'm still not great at. And the unfortunate thing is that it's really one of those things that you kind of need to do yourself. It's not overly easy to outsource like you actually talking about your lived experience. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a, uh, always something to keep, keep practicing. I wanted mm. to t- go back to when you mentioned about stories as well, Darby, um, I've heard a lot of people talk about like creating a story bank. So um, a, f- a few things I've done is, you know, just got a voice note out and I've just recorded, um, or, you know, where you can record and it types down, you know, what mm. you're saying, what do you call that? Yep. Voice to text. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I've sort of just talked my story out loud and it's written it down and then I've kind of tidied it up and mm. I've saved those stories so that I've got a bit of a bank of what, what, why I do what I do and why things yeah. are important to me and, and all of that. And that's really helped me as well, just having them saved somewhere. Mm, um, yeah. So I just know that I'm talking to that because um, otherwise it can, a month can go by and you're like, I haven't even talked about why I'm here and why I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah. And you're right. Stories is kind of a word that people hear storytelling and it, and it seems quite fluffy, but a story bank is a good way to make it a bit more tangible because yes. you can write your story, you found a story, but also even sometimes after I do a consulting call, I'll write a little story about that client and, and where they, what they were feeling beforehand, how they were feeling afterwards. And that, even that story is one that someone could share online, you know, respecting privacy and everything like that. But the stories of the day-to-day as well as the founder story, Mm. the why, and a lot of it links back to your why as well. You might be like, oh, I connected with this client because we both experienced this. So capturing those stories, you know, when you're reflecting back on your why, but also the day-to-day and all the little things that your audience will connect with you on. So I love that. Mm. Yeah, maybe a practical thing people could do is just start a running Google Doc and just Really just yeah, write everybody. things down as they come to mind. Amy and I have like a million Google Docs. Between us. Welcome to the tabs that are open in our business head. I think though, one of, for me, and particularly the last probably 18 months to two years, once I feel like you've found your feet a little bit in your field, in your industry, is not to get consumed by what other mm. people and other brands are doing because it's so easy to have a look at someone else. But that's, that's, their thing and then you're not kind of being true to yourself true to what feels right for you because you're like oh that person you know they had lots of comments or shares of that post maybe I should do something like like as soon as I put my blinkers on a little bit and I didn't look at other consultants pages and coaching and I spoke I mean it sounds a bit cliche but I spoke from you know the heart about Mm. what I do what I do how I can help you how quick you'll see change I'm here for every step of the way boom 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 and focused on myself and stop and cut the noise um it was such a game changer and I think for those who are listening when you start out it's so you get so consumed by like how many followers that consultant's got and what they're doing oh my god look at this offering that I mean I've only got this I've got you know and you work don't worry about anybody else focus on you your brand building there because like you say that's your brand DNA it's the backbone mm-hmm. of your business um and once you actually throw everything into there the pieces of the puzzle come together honestly that was a real game changer for me and I think you mm-hmm. know both Jazz and I we I mean our businesses are somewhat similar but still very different as well um and you know we do things slightly differently but it's people know us for that and there's no like 
Mm. Oh yeah, I've seen that exact same thing on this page because I'm not interested in what they're posting. I'm interested in the what other, I'm posting. The other thing is that like everyone starts with zero followers. Like I mm. still remember, you know, it's not like I've got hundreds of thousands of followers, but you know, I remember that day when I started my account and I had no one. And then I like followed all my family and friends. And then I had like 10 or 15 followers. And it that takes time. It takes time to, you know, to build that audience and and really kind of it's actually good that you start with a small audience because you can test and try and um yeah and get more confident over time before you do have more people following along and seeing the things that you're posting um darby before we wrap up what are three quick tips for a brand new business owner who is just getting started building a brand what are like the three things that you they need to know yeah well, no pressure. Few- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've spoken about a lot today. I've got a few tips that kind of flow on from what we've talked about. I think the first one is that story bank. So really getting clear on your why and that brand DNA. So it's a bit of a reflection piece, but writing down your story, why you care about what you do, the impact that you're trying to make and really trying to get clear on that. I think that will set the tone for a lot of things that you do with whether you're building a website and putting the messaging mm. across there or your social channels or even if you're engaging in partnerships or whatever it might be, having that founder story is going to be really important. And then even starting an Excel doc like you've done, Jazz, to start collecting stories that as you yeah. build the business, start collating that so that you can start sharing that through your content when it becomes relevant. So I think that's a great one. Second one is getting to know your audience on a deeper level. So Again, it's easier said than done, especially when you're just starting out and you're figuring it out. But I always recommend that you start a spreadsheet and then when you start to have inquiry calls, start to note down the things that they're saying. Are they talking about stress? Are they talking about not being able to go on date nights? Like what are they actually feeling? Like we spoke about before, it's not just about the sleep, but what does that actually mean? What are they saying when they come to me and they're at this place of frustration? Mm. So, and then on the other hand, looking at how they feel afterwards. So really keeping a bank of, do they feel confident? Do they feel really proud of themselves? Are they loving family time? What are the stories that they're telling you after they have worked with you for that dream? What did you call it? Dream? Um, Promise land. Yes. Promise land. (laughs) I love that. Promise land. I love that one. Um, So yeah, really taking note. And if you're not getting sales calls yet or working with clients, Facebook groups are a great place to start. I'm sure there's plenty. So good. Honestly, I'm in in a few and just reading comments and just hearing what people are struggling with. If I'm ever kind of stuck for posts or like a theme for the month, I often just jump into a group and just read you know, yeah. and it's, there's so many posts about sleep in, in mom's groups. It's just like the first 10 posts will just all be about <laughs> sleep. Um, such a good way to get data and just yes. really understand what people are struggling with. Yeah. And literally copy pasting the words that they're using to describe how they're feeling mm. is really helpful. Um, and the other way you can collect data about your audience is by actually having a coffee catch up with someone who you know who's going through this, maybe with someone else. Or, you know, someone in your mum's group who you know is really struggling with sleep, maybe they don't want to work with you, but how can you pick their brain on how they're feeling right now Mm. and pull out that information for your own storytelling? Or someone who you know maybe a couple of years ago they engaged a sleep consultant and they're out of that now, but what did they feel like before and how do they feel afterwards? So 
really trying to use your network to mm. tap into that audience because I know it's hard when you haven't worked with anyone yet and it feels very new. So tapping into Facebook or your connections in your network to get that information so you can start fleshing out that message. That. Mm. Another thing I've used on that to gather information is just creating like a really simple Google form with questions because mm. then you can always just send it to them and they can, you know, if they don't have time to meet you in person or they feel a bit nervous about that or whatever, it's a really great way to just get some data and you can just put in some questions and they can fill in their responses. And it can be anonymous as well if they don't want it to be, um, yeah. you know, they don't, they don't want to mm. be, you know, known um, known to you. Mm. Yeah. And also yeah. getting, once you do start working with clients or people are buying your products or whatever your business is, is getting testimonies, reviews, feedback, because mm. that's helping build your brand. And then people can see that as well. Like, and so often now my clients will write a testimony and they're like, this is what I was dealing with at the start. This is how I was feeling, you know, within 48 hours, this happened. And at the end of the two weeks, this is what our life was. Because yeah. when you get someone else who comes in and they go, I've got the same problem. Oh my goodness, look at the promised land. Holy mm. shit, 48 hours. Sign me up. Like, mm. how do I get in your world? Um, and that's all building your brand. And I think yeah. you'll start to learn as you go and you learn more about marketing and just your niche and all that sort of stuff. Is now I shared a review for, which was posted a long time ago, and I shared and I just pulled a snippet and it went, it said something like, you know, from waking five times a night and starting the day at 4 a.m. to sleeping through the night on day two. And like, that's all it was. And it just exploded and popping it. Everyone was popping into my DMs and they're like, you know, sending me all these like sleep, 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 a little hand raised emoji. Um, And it's so good because you're starting to talk to people on that mm. level and, you know, you're showing them this is, you know, this is our problem and this is where we can take you and, and it can happen quite quickly. Um, mm. And that's all part of building your, your brand and your business. And then people yeah. start to the word as well, which yeah. is so, so awesome. Yeah. So we've got what's possible. Story Bank was tip mm-hmm. number one, get to know your story. Yes. Yeah. And then um, what else is there? So we've got tip number two, refresh me. Now we've gone off a tangent. <laughs> um, get to know your audience and start yes. taking notes. Yeah. yeah. Gather information. Yeah. 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 And then the last one is just to start. I think a lot of people get really caught up in the perfectionism side of things. I'm guilty of it. Mm, I think I was too. Yeah. Yes. It, how pretty is my post? <laughs> how, you know, are there any spelling mistakes? <laughs> yeah. I love how we say this and I'm literally having my whole, like my branding's all being refreshed and I'm getting all new story tiles. So they look pretty. <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't know. It's so hard to, it, again, it's easier said than done to just ignore the perfectionism, but the sooner you can start showing up on social media, sharing your story, sharing why you do what you do, getting your face out there, the sooner you can start connecting with the right people and mm. making money. You know, you don't need yeah. to have the visuals super perfect as long as you've got that story piece and you're creating those connections online from the get-go then I think that's the best place to start because people don't need to see perfect anymore. You know, the modern era of branding is all about the real and the raw and creating connections. People don't need to see glamour. They don't need to see anything that means that you're similar to your competitors. So just start, give it a crack and start learning and exploring because that's what those first, you know, few years are about is just learning, exploring, connecting being yourself and putting yourself out there and connecting with amazing people. So try and bite the bullet and get started as soon as you can. 
Love that so much, Darby. Thank you so much for joining um, and talking all about building a brand and just really where to begin um, with branding. Where can our audience connect with you? Yes, I'm mainly on Instagram at Darby Linden and I also have a podcast called Brand Chats. So over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Awesome. We'll pop all the links uh, in the show notes so people can come over and follow you and yeah i love darby's podcast highly recommend um we should start a good list of biz podcasts that we love Mm -hmm. for our because i know our students will froth listening to all of them so (laughs) should definitely the things we wish we had as well that's amazing building a brand though i love that darby and and darby can help you in so many different ways so jump over give her a follow Yep. reach out because dms are always open we love to engage we yeah. do we do thank you <laughs> thank so you much so darby thanks, thanks darby for having, thanks for having me you're welcome beyond this beyond this it's time to thrive and subscribe to beyond this and if you want to leave a review you can do that too and share us with a friend